everybody. Welcome back to Out of the Podcast. We are back. It's Joey and Dan here again. We're talking noir and talking noir movies. Uh, how was your week? Did you have a good week? Yeah, it was good. Very busy and uh, kind of capping it off with watching this movie for the first time. Uh, as it yeah. was your first time as well. I watched it last we night. We had a, a snowstorm here on the East Coast and it was a nice little little snowy movie, snowy noir. Yeah, for once I didn't I didn't have to worry about uh, driving in it because normally like I, that like that's like my one thing like I hate driving in snow I just I'm not yeah. a fan of snow so like knowing that I guess being in lockdown it's like okay you know I don't really have to go anywhere so I can just I guess enjoy the snow and and you know a little bit of shoveling of it but uh, not actually have to drive in it which is good. This is I've been here almost three years in Philadelphia and uh, it hadn't snowed yet until now so this is the first time i've had to deal with parking and all of that Oof. and I, I fucking hated it it gets two thumbs it's, down for me i can only imagine being in in, in philly i mean it's already the parking is already pretty rough and then yeah adding snow to the mix and then like people putting yeah. co- cones out and uh you know <laughs> signs up saying this is my parking spot don't take it <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna get ugly uh it's it's gonna be a noir movie in itself for sure uh i watched the on your recommendation the tom petty documentary oh you did yeah, it was you watched all, all four hours of it. <laughs> I, I, it was so funny. I paused it when he was, you know, kind of ending on a song, and I was like very sleepy. And then when I started it the next day, it ended the song, and then it said end of part one and started part two. So wow. I guess I knew exactly when to to cut it off. But incredible, right? And it, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. What a, yeah, what a it's, man! It's yeah, he like you like I said uh, before when I uh, when I was done watching, I'm like I already kind of knew this, but after watching all of that you're just like wow this dude is the coolest dude ever like you just yeah. like it's just it just kind of validates it for you totally and uh what's that drummer's name i want to say like I, stewart yeah i i for whatever reason that the name that i always think of ben montench because his name is uh-huh. so awesome and oh, he's the keyboard God, player yeah. he's the keyboard and player then the, yeah and then you get uh mike afterwards yeah and then you get mike mike campbell uh yep. stan lynch i don't know why i said stewart stan lynch what a cool drummer. Uh, oh, yeah. I was kind of bummed he got the short end of it, but I, you know, it kind of made sense. Like, he was a ripper, and things were getting a little more mellow. But uh, cool, you know, he doing the jazz drum style, which uh, is always phenomenal. And, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, they were just a great band, too. I mean, obviously, Tom Tom Petty was an amazing songwriter, but it was Yeah, good. so that's recommended. That's on Amazon Prime. It was down for a while. It wasn't. It wasn't up there. I was looking for it, and then, oh. and then, it, 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 I think you had to pay for it. And then now, and then, like a couple, like I think it was maybe a month ago, I watched it. I saw. I, I finally saw it was up there again. It's prime. I'm like, I gotta watch this. Yeah. So you know, anytime we say anything is up somewhere, you know how streaming services work. And deals are like it could be gone in a second. It, it, try the website slash app. Just watch. Hmm. It tells you where things are streaming. You can search them. That's where I searched this movie and oh. found. Oh, it's streaming nowhere. Uh, so it was rented or uh, Dan's case purchased on Blu-ray. Anything else? Or are you ready to get into it? I am ready. I'm ready if you're ready. I'm ready. Uh, I thought it was hilarious that we instantly got back into a hitchhiking movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it also includes a diner. <laughs> Went right into the diner as well. That was yeah, my first thought. Was, I was like, yeah, it's like all about diners. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, so the movie is The Postman Always Rings Twice. And uh, this is one you always hear about uh, in the noir list. It, it, it's a famous one. And uh, you, can, you can see why with this. It, there was some gonna, blueprints there. I'm going to say a hot, a quick hot take before we get started. And I just, have to throw it, I just have to throw it out there. I wasn't that into this movie. I, I, okay, wow. I thought, I thought it was okay. But I think sometimes it is like the hype of it. I think it's just like the you know you always hear about certain movies and like it's like talked up a lot 
I feel like I probably need to see it again. I, I think that this could be from the perspective of, I mean, last, last time we did Detour, which we've both seen, you know, a million times, but sure. uh, for this movie, you know, first impression, it's a different perspective. And on first impression, I just didn't buy it. Like I didn't, I I'm going to, I'm going to throw some positivity in the rain. And I okay. will also say, uh, I had a little bit of whiskey last night. Uh, <laughs> I got in the zone and I was feeling fucking great. Okay. Um, I liked it. Uh, I, I'm not going to say like this is on a top 10 list for me. Uh, yeah. I think there's much, much better, but uh, it's sure. a very uh, watchable noir. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think I wouldn't turn it off if it was on TV, put parts of it on, but uh, we'll get into that. Definitely. I thought it was cool that the credits uh, showed the, the book. Yes. I thought, yes. I thought that was a, a, a very, it makes you wonder if that was like in the contract that like James M. Kane was like, yeah, the, the novel's in there. This is what this is all about. Because it's a big book. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I, you know, reading about it, and I kind of knew a little bit about it going in, and the fact that he wrote, you know, some novels that ended up being, you know, huge noirs. Like, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to be, yeah, he's gonna be coming around a bit. I, I, Mildred Pierce, yes, uh, yeah. a great movie. Um, and I was reading, too, he even did uh, uncredited uh, Pass on the Out of the Past uh, script. So. Really? I, I didn't see that. Yeah. No, that's interesting. He's been around. And uh, it was it was just interesting to see that that book there, uh, and then and then we get to it. Um, Frank Chambers, yes, is his name, played by John Garfield, the Drifter, the Drifter, yes. As it uh, says on the Drifter on on the Blu-ray, the back of the Blu-ray, it says it because it, it describes him as Drifter Frank Chambers. Yeah, it's, I mean I, that's accurate. It's clear that he's just kind of been on the road doing his thing. He was ready, to, you know. Later in the movie, he's ready to get back to it. You know, it's what he knows. His feet are itching. Life. His feet are yeah. itching to always keep walking as he used to. I mean, along that lines. was probably at, at, in that era. Drifter was more of like an occupation. Yeah, he was just kind of going from one thing to the next, and and it seemed like he was pretty content with that. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. early on you kind of see that, but throughout the he film, was ready to go. It, it seemed yeah. like they needed him at the diner. Yeah, so he goes to a diner to get a bite to eat. So at the diner, it's called the Twin Oaks. I was thinking Twin Peaks the whole time. The, the entire I, I, time I kept thinking about that. One thing I liked about it is the sign. It said, lunch, breakfast, dinner. That was such an odd order. Yes. I, th- I thought the same thing. I'm like, why is it in that order? That's, <laughs> I mean, maybe just because of breakfast is a longer word. So maybe like for like aesthetic balance. That would be, that's Yeah, the only or, thing or I just could... letting you know like, hey, we're done. We're still serving breakfast in between this time. I don't know. but Or, you know, just sometimes things baffle you so much that you're like, you're always thinking about it. Like, let's try this place. Or maybe they just put such a priority on breakfast there. Like you obviously want breakfast. If you're going to a diner, everything else is secondary. I mean, that is true (laughs) in life. Typically you want the breakfast. Totally. I I could go for some right now. Um, And then he leaves, right? Nick, Nick Smith Mm. played by Cecil or Cecil Kellaway. I know you see that spelled out as Cecil or Cecil. I never know. Especially when you meet someone and you're like, Oh, please tell me your name. Yeah, yeah, please, please, please just say it once so I, I hear it. <laughs> yeah, I guess probably back then more like Cecil, you know, you think of B. DeMille. And- yeah, that's, that's, that's my first thought. But maybe yeah. everyone's not like him. Maybe he was, you know, specifically, <laughs> it's like, oh, it has to be, it has to be pronounced that way. There wasn't a lot of those characters in movies, though. It's like, the actors would be named that, but then they'd be like, yeah, you're Nick Smith in this one. Exactly. It's always got to be like a basic name, especially the last name like that. Usually they're pretty like... Standard ones you see, like obviously yeah. like Smith. <laughs> I wonder, like the brief moment in time when like Smith was rare, and you're like Smith. I like that. Oh, that's, that's unique. Yeah, trying something new, huh? <laughs> Smith. Probably a one one time, many 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 years ago. Yes. 
<laughs> so he leaves for some reason, Nick Smith, mm-hmm. at the diner. Do you remember why he runs out? Was there a customer was the, at the time? Was that why he ran initially? Or I think it was because he saw him because of the Help Wanted sign. I think that's what it was. Because oh, yeah. he was walking up and they had the Help Wanted sign. Um, or, or I think it says, quote unquote, man wanted. Man specific, wanted. Specifically. Yeah. Um, but he sees him walking up and I guess he saw that he had baggage and was like, oh, maybe this guy is looking for a job. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why that would be his first thought. But apparently that was because he started talking about, it. oh, let me give you a hamburger. And it's on the house. Um, yeah, which you know, later burns the hamburger because he runs off and then he's like, yo, you can take over here. Frank, this man I just met, a drifter, I really want to take this job. Uh, yeah. And yeah, just leaves a burger there to burn. And uh, instantly, I mean, this thing gets cooking right off the bat, though. You got to you gotta give it that. I like the, I like uh, the use of cooking. Which we, I like, yes, I like the, the alliteration. <laughs> pun intended. You may think it wasn't, but uh, everything here is uh, preordained. Uh, yes. Lana Turner comes in. Uh, Cora is her name. I love that shot. When it, I mean that that's like the the one thing I knew about this film, like at, like visualization was that camera pan where it, like it like quickly like has that shot on the ground and then it like starts coming up and then you just see her kind of in the doorway. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's like the one scene like I've ever seen of this movie. <laughs> There you go. Uh, yeah, it, it's icon- definitely iconic. pretty iconic. Yeah. And, and Lana Turner is, is, you know, was a pretty big deal at mm-hmm. of the time. Did and she do? Gets, how, no, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. You first. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I just think the, the interplay between them at first was very interesting. And, and you see that a little bit throughout the movie is that, yeah. you know, you see like, the, I think it was she dropped the lipstick and that comes to play later on in the movie. But uh, just kind of like the dynamic. But I think that's something, again, like I, I want to point I think what my my kind of my gripe is about this movie is that I didn't believe it with them. Like I didn't believe their their love. Like 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 I didn't buy it. Really? Because like, yeah, like, my notes say I was actually like kind of shocked because usually you know there's a, a bit of like yeah hey, I don't really like you and then you know they end up getting together. But she seems to like him, you know, up until uh, she feels betrayed by him at the trial. I just don't, I just didn't feel the chemistry. I don't know. I, I just wasn't, I wasn't engaged in, in their interactions. And I know some of it, they, they sped up through montage, but like, I, I feel like I wasn't, I just wasn't seeing the connection. Like it, it seemed like they were, they're very almost like at odds the whole time and they didn't have like a closeness and they were trying to like have them have a connection. Like they were like forcing yeah. this connection, obviously for the, the plot line. I don't know. That That's just me. I, I think I, you know, I'm not trying to be too critical of it, but I, I think I just, I didn't buy like how, quickly they were just like going from like oh i don't like you to like oh yeah now i'm in love with you and now now we're gonna run away together and all this, it was all this other stuff quick i think some of that could be attributed to like how much she is just miserable with nick that's true um who is singing all of the time which can probably get annoying sing something nick okay i'm not much to look at nothing to see just glad I'm living, lucky to be. I've got a woman crazy for me. She's funny that way. And he kept trying to get her to dance, and she didn't want to dance. So. She didn't want to dance. Um, and he's a bit of a mushmouth, too. Like, it's tough to understand him a lot. Frank, I, I even made them pay with the beer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was considering putting up the closed captioning because sometimes, like, the audio, especially older movies, like, it's tough to hear through the yeah. speaker. So because I, I was having a tough time, like, understanding what he was saying, and I was missing dialogue. So, I, yeah, that's definitely something that I thought about. 
yeah but when he sang you can understand him perfectly that was the interesting part um, yeah he was yeah he was, he's just he was playing kinda, that guitar man <laughs> he's playing that guitar and you know just like uh anyone in a relationship with someone who plays guitar is fucking sick of it um <laughs> But uh, so they're getting along. Uh, oh, and I also like the uh, the twin oaks like on the shoulder, like oh yeah, oh the yeah. Uniform. Uniform, the uniforms were interesting. Uniforms are very cool. So things are going well. You know they're they're getting hot and heavy, and the Nick's just like or uh, not Nick Frank. Uh, this is gonna happen a lot because their names yeah. are very similar. Uh, Frank's just like you know what I love doing drifting. Let's drift <laughs> on out of here. Like it's gonna work. You know women love drifting. Uh, it's going to go great. Like this is a woman of high class. She's going to really love the hitchhiker's life. So they leave, um, you know, she was just like, I want out. And I guess whatever, like that just sounded good at the time. And then, and then once she realized like, yeah, I don't like just walking on these dusty mountain roads and trying to hitchhike and no one's picking us up and it's really hot and I'm done with this. (laughs) Frank, look, if I divorce Nick, he'll never give me a nickel. He'll keep the twin oaks and everything. Well, what do we care? Yeah, but where are we headed? What's the difference? Anywhere. Oh, anywhere, anywhere. Do you know where that is? Well, anywhere we choose. No, it isn't. It's back to the hash house for me and for you some parking lot where you wear a smock with super service on it. I would just die if I saw you in a smock like that. But I wore one at the Twin Oaks. But that was mine. Oh, don't you see, Frank? You're smart. Others could be wearing the smocks and you could be manager. Yeah, I can hardly wait. Oh, stop acting. You're ashamed of being smart. Well, I'm ashamed of standing out here begging for a ride that'll take me right back where I started. You mean you want to go back, huh? I want to be somebody. And if I walk out like this, I'll lose everything and I'll never be anybody. Oh, I love you, Frank, and and I want you, but not this way. Not starting out like a couple of tramps. I'm going back. I was also going to say, there's a lot of, like, little touches I liked, um kind of in the like lead up of Frank and Cora, like where he forcibly kisses her, uh, mm-hmm. a, noir, a noir trope. <laughs> yes. That is that uh, fun. Um, that the lipstick kind of just like, as you were saying, which comes mm-hmm. back, you know, she has, does a nice acting touch with that. And then um, she tries to refuse his match uh, when she's lighting a cigarette, which was, you know, she tries to light her own match. I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and a lot of yeah, the subtext, when, like the interplay between them, like the little the little things that, you know. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that was, uh, was Lana Turner, but it, she, she played it off great. And even mm. saying how much she didn't want to dance where she like throws her fist down and is like, Nick, I don't want to dance. I don't want to dance. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, so then uh, the note says, Nick, I'm going away with Frank. I love him. Cora. <laughs> it's a nice like, yeah, you know, we're married, but I'm going to split. Uh, just leave it in the cash register <laughs> of, all, of all places to leave it <laughs> they'll find it there that's true and then also a great line was because uh, they were going to possibly steal his car to leave and they go stealing a man's wife that's nothing but stealing his car that's larceny yeah i was like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know about that one but i was warming up to nick at that point too though like as much as i couldn't understand him like he, he was a good time you know he was just trying to hang out and yeah live life yeah, he just liked to drink and play guitar and, and hang out. Own a diner. Own a yeah. diner. Yeah, he was he was into it. Diners are cool. I get yeah, it. Man. Yeah. No, I, I So they I hit the that. road. They hit the road and um she hates it. It's not working. It's really hard. They they don't get very far too, right? Like No. Like probably up the not road. even out of Los Angeles. Yeah. No, just like up the road a little bit. <laughs> 
she's like wearing white and she wears white like the entire movie too um yeah yeah you're right I, I didn't even think about that yeah she does throughout kind of helps her pop in the shadows uh yes. so she says fuck this i'm i'm a lady we're headed back and they head back and hope that they get to the note in time and it seems like they did like they're kind of played up like oh does he know but it never seemed like he knew no, I don't think he did. Yeah, I think they, yeah. they did catch it. Didn't catch it. Um, and so they're like, you know what we should try this time? Murder. Because <laughs> that's that's the next logical uh, you yeah. know, thought process that you have. Hitchhiking didn't work. Murder's on, on deck. Get rid of them. You know, Get rid of them. I mean, that is the most noir way you could go. I mean, that's, Yeah, I mean, when in I, doubt, I get it. Yeah. you're off them. Yeah. Of course. And, and, that, and that gets, to, gets us to the sequence of the whole ladder incident with with that, like, which I did not understand what the actual plot was of, of like, what it's they were trying to okay, do. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, it was very ambiguous. Like, I got parts of it, but yeah. it was very bizarre. Very, very right. bizarre. Right. Oh, it was absolutely bizarre, but I think I, I liked it. I, I think that okay. was, these are things that worked in its favor was how bizarre it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to kill him with ball bearings. Which, you know, he's going to slip on him, I guess, is what, what, what they were going to do. Throw him in the, the tub so he slips on yeah, him and then collect yeah, yeah. them. Something yeah, like okay. That. Yeah, classic murder, you know. You don't notice ball bearings at all. <laughs> yeah, and it was, they had a whole story that they planned multiple times where she would walk in trying to get towels and she had this whole yeah. alibi set up. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> interesting, very you. interesting. Yes, very interesting. Um, yeah, and what, the, the latter was, what was the, what was the purpose of the ladder that's what i didn't understand like I, I guess he was trying to get on the ladder to like climb up because like the way that the camera was pointed you could see that there was the window that showed because the house is adjoined to the uh diner and right. i guess he was trying to make an escape route for her or for him to get up there and witness it i i don't i don't know i, I don't really I didn't know. understand that yeah and then and then uh, there's this cat around and, and it ends up getting electrocuted <laughs> Because uh, it's near these power lines maybe, that are there. So maybe he was supposed to. Okay, because there was like when pre- the ball bearings were presented, they weren't loose, right? Uh, and and you know it seemed to be like sock based, sock full of uh, ball bearings. Maybe he was going to climb up the ladder and hit him. Because that's what they said. Because later on, she said that she hit him. They said that she hit him on the head and that he was like unconscious, but he was still alive. Right. So they mentioned that kind of like briefly. Well, like, yeah, because he side. comes back because yeah. they end up having to right. kill him in that car accident. Right. But yeah, again, yeah. like the whole, that whole plot area, like I, I didn't read up on it afterwards, but I was the whole time. I was like, what is going on here? I have no idea. So, I mean, so Cora needs to hit him apparently instead of just witness it. Yeah. Um, I guess she, she hits him with something yeah. related. Must, what, what, what amounted to toilet paper basically because it did right. nothing to him. It, yeah. Took a nice little nap on Uncle And he Sam's didn't remember nine. anything, which was beneficial for them. Yeah, he didn't remember anything. Yeah, exactly. It that. seemed like yeah. maybe that was going to play into it, like it would come back, but it didn't. Uh, well, <laughs> I like how the, yeah, well, I like how the district attorney, uh, we didn't mention earlier in the movie that uh, John Garfield's right. character was getting a, was hitching a ride with the district attorney, who ends up showing yeah. up around this time. And he's kind of like this. Um, he takes him to, the, he's the one who chooses to take him to the diner, right? Correct. So yeah, so he yeah. drops him off there. So he drops him off yeah. there, and the the motorcycle cop tries to pull him over, and then realizes who he is and lets him go. And then he explains to 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 Frank Chambers that you know, oh, that I let him go because he's the district attorney, he lives up the road, and you always get this like prevailing sense that he's always around this district attorney because he comes to play later on, but he always yeah. seems like he's not far away from them. He's always kind of has this watchful eye 
kind of over them and the proceedings of what's going on. Right. Cause at one point someone knocks on the door and they said, I think it's like a customer or something like that. And they go away and that seemed like it could be something. Do you think that was him? It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I that's don't... interesting. Yeah. He's, it feels like he's always there. Like he's always around. Like, I mean, yes. and obviously he comes into play later on when they have, when, you know, some, some of the other plot that we'll talk about in a minute. Maybe it was his um, cat, you know? It could have been. Yeah, I don't know. I, they never, I don't really get, get the sense that of whose cat it was. It was just kind of no hanging one, around. Maybe no it was. one missed the cat. It was the only successful murder in the movie. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, there was no recourse whatsoever. There's no, uh, <laughs> no. No, no other mention of it besides that. Not even just like, ah, oh, you're like a cat killer. Like, what's up with you? Yeah, no and mention. And you got this ladder here. I mean, no one seemed that suspicious of the ladder, really, like. Besides the, the police officer, he wasn't suspicious of it, but he noticed it because the, the police officer stopped by as this was taking place. And that created some tension of, oh, is he going to see what's going on? And then he yeah. starts looking in the direction of the ladder. And, and as the audience, you're, you're seeing, you know, Frank Chambers like tense up. You're like, oh, is he going to, you know, see what's going on? But he, he's so focused on the cat, uh, but yeah. before, you know, and then he's just like, oh, okay. He just kind of says like a comment and then leaves. The cat climbs the ladder. Yeah. I, I don't know that happens often i haven't left ladders around uh cats too too i have not either so i don't know i mean maybe some cats can i don't i don't know we might do this experiment and and, uh we'll give you guys an update (laughs) yes get 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 a ladder out get a cat we'll have to follow up the cat gets fried and it's hilarious it's they show like a smoking cat corpse from like behind the ladder and bushes which was (laughs) It's just, Something like I said, that, that entire sequence, I was just, I, I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. Like, I kind of know what's going on, but I don't know what's going on. I think that, yeah. was, that was the big thing. Like, like I kind of know that they're like trying to kill him, but that's all I know. There's, a, there, there's, there's some happenings, but there's a lot of weirdness, a lot of weirdness. And that, that, that was one scene where I was just like, all right, we got to, I got to read up on this later. And I, I just, I didn't get a chance to read up beforehand. So I kind of wanted to leave that open to interpretation. I'm kind of doing a read as I go and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. So Nick comes back. Cause mm-hmm. He's all right. No foul play is suspected. And yet, like we said, he has no memory and that does not come back into play at all. And so a week goes by, things are going well. And uh, the police officer stops by and uh, tells Frank that he passed Cora driving Nick back from the hospital. Um, Nick's coming back. Mm-hmm. So you got to leave the beach. There's a lot of beach scenes, which was pretty cool. A lot of beach, a lot of swimming, a lot of beach a lot of just them being together on the beach throughout the movie, actually. That was, I mean, that comes up later, too, with, with their relationship. I think they could have trimmed a, a lot of that out. Uh, I think it was they sold it, and then it became a bit oversold. Because this movie is about two hours. And mm-hmm. it's very strange because it does get cooking, like, right away. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it just kind of screeches to a, a bit of a halt. It felt very long. I was thinking, I, that was another thought I had the entire, like, towards the end, there was a lot of almost like false endings. I'm like, oh, this is where it's going to end. And, like, and then it kept going. And then it kept going. I'm like, okay, you could have. Especially coming after Detour too. I mean. You know, oh, yeah. That, exactly. Like, the, like you know, thinking about like a taut opposite. movie. Yeah, like a, like a quick taut movie. And this is just like, we're just going to keep it going. What, what, turn, what turns can we add? Uh, so after this, Nick uh, runs into Frank and says, come on back to the Twin Oaks. We miss you because Frank bails once he sees that it's not going to work out for them. Yeah, he goes in to LA Cora. and he kind of hangs out in the uh, the market. Yeah, kind of hoping that he gets gets to see one of them, and then uh, Nick, you know, sees him. He's like, "Oh, come, come along, come back, yeah, come back." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So something along those lines. He mush mouth something, and then all of a sudden, Nick comes. Back. He's pull. He's uh, dragging him into the car, and Frank and, comes back. Yeah, and bringing him back. 
And then, so he comes back and, you know, Cora's pretty over him, it seems. And and, and back into taking care of Nick. But then Nick, uh, they have dinner and he drops the bomb that he's like, yeah, I'm done with the diner life. I'm selling with Twin Oaks. Oh, well, that's not a very good joke. Uh, it's not a joke. A fellow named Stanton found out they're going to turn this road into a four-lane highway. And he's offering a big price for the place. Yeah, I'm selling it. My sister's sick. In um, they own, yeah, in Canada, and uh, they own half a house together, and uh, they're gonna. That's just a thing, you know. You, yeah, you, you know, you have a house in in Canada. The, the you own with own. your sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure maybe their parents' place. Yeah, but still, like, probably. you know, you buy an house or something. I don't know how they do it in Canada, but so Cora does not seem too thrilled with that. She does not like the Canadian life for whatever reason. She's trying to make something of herself. She kind of mentions that throughout, like she wants. She wants more. She wants yeah, to make something she, of the diner. You know, she says how, you know, how she started, like, you know, when she hit a certain age, like just men expected everything from her and, and mm-hmm. wouldn't leave her alone. Frank, about that question. What question? Why I married Nick. My answer is that Nick came along at the right time and with a wedding ring. Wedding ring was the first thing he mentioned. And you liked it for certain reasons. You don't know the half of it. Frank, I... I hate to say this, but... I wasn't ever... ever homely, so... You must have had to fight off a lot of guys. A lot of guys? All the guys. I don't especially like the way I look sometimes, but I never met a man since I was 14 that... didn't want to give me an argument about it. Sure. By the time Nick came along, you were ready to marry anybody that owned a gold watch. Seemed the best thing to do for my angle. And as for him, I, I told him. I told him I didn't love him. He said that would come in time. Yeah. But it didn't. But I meant to stick by him, and that's why... That's why you married him and retired. The undefeated champ. Not 100% undefeated. Not now. That that's kind of how she ended up with um, with Nick, uh, who's much older than her. Yes, very you know, much I mean, older. Very much older. You know, uh, you lose the ability to speak at a certain age, and that's when the love dies. <laughs> it becomes mumbling, yeah, and then you you keep asking your spouse to to uh, to dance all the time while you play guitar. You know, that's that's just what happens. <laughs> so Cora uh, is not into it, and uh, Frank finds her in the kitchen with a knife. And it seems like she's going to use it on Nick, but it turns out she just was going to kill herself. But doesn't, and then Frank's like, well, if it means that much to you, let's kill this guy. Yeah, let's just get rid of him. So they uh, they plan to go for a, a ride to Santa Barbara to finalize the sale of the diner. And so the three of them are driving. And um, those shots where they're going through the mountains, I, I really liked a lot. Oh, yeah. The, the, the actual those sequence. Those were gorgeous. All that, that whole scene would probably be my favorite of the movie um, where they kill Nick. Yeah, um, I mean, it's again, it's bizarre. I mean, it's it, very bizarre, but it was yeah. I mean, it's fun when that happens in those movies, though. It, oh yeah, it kind of takes you to like a whole other world. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, so I thought that was very successful, and mm-hmm. it it went on as long you know as long as I would have liked. And they push the car down, but it doesn't seem to be enough. But like, didn't it kill Nick anyways? Like, it didn't did. Didn't he die from that first one? I don't know why that wouldn't have been good enough. 
Well, I think it was because they, they, for whatever reason, didn't deem it good enough that it didn't go down far enough. Like, yeah, for whatever exactly. reason, like that, like, but he died from it. He did, I, but I don't. We don't know if it was from the first one or the second one. I guess it was from the first one because because like, Frank went down yeah, there. Like he's dead, but yeah. And he's like, but it's not far enough. And yeah, yeah. He Frank pushes it further down and gets like caught in it, and uh, yeah, that didn't go well. Because he's an expert on 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 how you know how far a car should go down to appear like someone has died. You know? I mean, you know, that's part of the <laughs> the drifter's almanac. So. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, of course. So the district attorney had been following them. And right. He, and he went and uh, and started because uh, Cora was was climbing up to try to get help and uh, yes. or at least feign to get help. And uh, the district jury came up and he saw what was going on. And then the next thing you know, you know, you're in the hospital and you see Frank in the, the bed and he's obviously has, you know, he's wounded and, yes. and injured, injured from the um, the accident. This um, is where he signs the confession. Yes, this is where he signs the confession, which brings in. Uh, after this year, Tony, my favorite character and my favorite performance is Hume Cronin. Uh, it, I, he was definitely my favorite character in, in this film. He, he, to me, felt the most film noir-esque, like this lawyer that like he has like these smarts and he's, he seems like he's always one step ahead, like almost in, in yeah. a way like a, like a Sam Spade would have been or, you know, it, any type of character where like he seems like one step ahead and just very... Uh, he knows everybody exactly knows everybody and knows how to play the game as we find out later when they're in in these courtroom proceedings they get into these you know uh litigations of of you know who who's to at fault is it manslaughter is it was it attempted murder um you know they, it gets into all these things which i know we're kind of jumping ahead but the the sequence Nick, it's basically this exactly the the yeah we're, <laughs> we're basically there from at this point on it's all just like trials and betrayals and yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just just you know normal normal trials and betrayals that that occur. As you do. And uh, the one thing that really stood out to me was the one courtroom proceeding where so they went back and forth about confessions, where you know Frank made a con- concession and a confession first uh, to basically put the blame on Cora for everything for plotting uh, you know the the killing of of her husband. They're in the courtroom. And uh, Hume Cronin's uh, lawyer character who's defending Cora is basically trying to appeal to the district attorney and having like these sidebar conversations and they keep manipulating the judge and the judge is a complete pushover. Oh like, yeah. Like everything that they're, that they're wanting, he is granting. And it just seems so far-fetched to me. Like it just seems <laughs> like whatever they were, they were asking for, especially the district attorney, they were just like, yeah, I don't know if they had a, a specific relationship. I mean, I know district attorneys and judges usually have, uh, you know, a, a, a good sense of rapport, I'm sure. But, like, it just seemed like he was such a pushover and, and, and you know, trying to get the leniency out of the judge for the sake of Cora seemed, like, paramount. Like, it seemed like that's what they're trying to do because, obviously, Hume Cronin's character was trying to get, get Cora off the, you know, the jail time that she was, had coming to her. Yeah, just just yeah, it was very, <laughs> very weird. Um, but I mean, it was enjoyable. Like I enjoyed that whole sequence. I mean, that was one of my favorite, probably one of my favorite scenes of the, of the movie. Just like, yeah, seeing them go back and forth. Then you find out later that, you know, Hume Cronin was got a confession, a written confession out of uh, Cora. And she thought it was that she was making a statement to this district attorney. But in actuality, it was his his right-hand man who was a former yeah, gumshoe. That was cool. Yeah. If you knew all that, why didn't you stop me from confessing? Oh, I tried. I tried. But nobody could have stopped you. However, now that you've got it off your chest. Kennedy. Yes, sir? 
That confession Mrs. Smith signed, what did you do with it? I gave it to Jimmy White to lock up in your safe like you told me to. That's all. You mean he's not from the DA's office? He's a plain clothes dick if I ever saw one. He used to be a dick, but he's not a dick anymore. He works for me now, he's my gumshoe man. With the district attorney using high pressure tactics, I had to fight fire with fire. Since you were due to spill the beans anyway, I figured you better do it to my man rather than to Sackett's. Why, you... Yeah, that was, that was a nice... Like I said, he always seemed like he was one step ahead, and she didn't want to listen to him at all. She was very defiant of any legal advice he was giving, but like I said, he seemed like he was... He knew what he was doing, and, and uh, he ended up... He even know, had, like, you know, off. he knew... Yeah, and he was like, even if you're going to be against me, like, I know how to, like, make you play into my hands. Like, that right, exactly. That good. Yeah, he was, he was pretty, uh, pretty on point. I have a couple of notes here. One, I, you uh, drive, like, remember there was that car and it said you drive on yes. it? Yes. So that's like a rental car, right? Correct. Yes, okay. exactly. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's like U-Haul, uh, you know, U-Haul, you drive, you, absolutely. Motor, you motorcycle, you scooter. Just not a, not something that is around anymore. So no. I taking it back. I also, uh, when he, uh, they're in the hospital and they show uh, Frank in the wheelchair. Mm. And it's just a chair, like an actual chair with wheels. And it was just crazy how that. That's <laughs> evolved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I ah, just throw some wheels on. It's like, what, you need more than that? Yeah. It's a chair with wheels. You know, you that's. Brakes or something. Uh, Frank sneezes at one point. Yes. And I, I, I felt like that was the first sneeze in noir. There's also something <laughs> uh, we made, we went past, but in the very, very beginning uh, where Frank meets Nick, he's itching his ear with a pencil. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he <laughs> takes it away, and his lobe is bouncing around so much, and he takes the pencil away, and his lobe is still bouncing. I, I didn't notice that. was a that. good time. That wow. was all I could see. I didn't uh, notice And then there was that. at one point where um, Frank is, like, holding the phone off the hook, and it rings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that either. Wow, you were, really, uh, you were really locked in on that. The whiskey was in the right place. I was going to say, you, you were right in, fall the, in, the in the zone. <laughs> I think I was still... So, in, in shock of I was still I was still trying to really wrap my head around the 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 latter scene and the the what I thought was a little bit lacking chemistry between the two of them which I read yeah I read a little bit uh you know before we were speaking and I and I it's interesting that there were it seemed like there were two stories where the one was it seemed like uh, Lana Turner wasn't too thrilled with John Garfield casting in the role like she didn't find him attractive so she was kind of like you know I could see that but then (laughs) he's not yeah, he, he's not really a, a guy that he's you know, not is even just good enough. Like he's not like <laughs> he's not he's not he's not spectacular. Um, you know, he's not Bogart. You know, he's yeah. I mean, I don't, it, some of it's the material. Like it, he doesn't really have any like classic lines to deliver. There's not really right. any like specific like moments that you can slow down. He's very dry. Yeah, you can definitely. He's very yes. dry, and and I, I even noticed that. I, I don't know if you've seen. I mean, this could be one that we talk about later. But uh, the Breaking Point. Uh, he was the lead in that movie, which is that is um basically what they it, it, what they say is a more faithful adaptation of to have and have not uh mm-hmm. the the bogart what they took in a completely different direction but yeah I, I mean it's a great noir but that was one thing criticism i had about him in that movie too he's just very like he's just like a brick wall like you don't really see the is emotions. it because he was a um communist I was, was reading he? about this. He was he was blacklisted. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't even read that. I didn't I didn't read too far into his in his backstory. I should have done that. Yeah, um, I, wonder, I wonder if the um impending attended uh, meeting. It's not actually a communist. I don't want to yes. you know, poo-poo the man. He just sure. uh was very uh very liberal and uh apparently just was into some meetings and then just got roped into those 
those witch chums. Was he in? <laughs> was he in the Huac at all? Was it? Was he in the? Did he, I, that'd be interesting to to read about. See if he was if he named names or was involved in that at all. Let's see. Uh, long involved in liberal politics, Garfield was caught up in the communist scare of the n- late 1940s and early 1950s. Mm-hmm. He supported the committee for the First Amendment, which opposed governmental investigation of commu- communist activity in Hollywood. When called to testify in 1951 before the House Committee on Un-American Activities, which was empowered to investigate communist infiltration in America, Garfield refused to name communist party members or followers. There you go. Testifying that indeed... He knew none in the film industry. Right. So on. not a communist. Yeah. But man. just enough where they were like, you, you can't work anymore. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, a lot of that was very tenuous of, of relationships d- during that whole commission. Like the, a, lot, yeah. a lot of that was very tenuous. But yeah. It's so fascinating thing. Yeah, definitely. I, oh, I didn't I didn't know that about him. But like I said, I feel like he's definitely an actor that he's not not one of my favorites of, of, of the more genre. Like he just, no. like I say, like he doesn't you know, it doesn't have any kind of real good expressions or, or anything or any kind of really good lines. I mean, he has the line at the very end of the movie that the movie gets a namesake from. You know, there's something about this that's like, well, it's like you're expecting a, a letter that you're just crazy to get. And you hang around the front door for fear you might not hear him ring. You never realize that he always rings twice. What's that? Well, he rang twice for Cora. And now he's ringing twice for me, isn't he? That's about it. The truth is, you always hear him ring the second time. Even if you're way out in the backyard. But uh, that was maybe the Which most I, convincing Which I believe line. I saw wasn't in the book, by the way. Oh, it wasn't? But they use the explanation of where the title came from, like as it. Because um, I thought yeah, about that the entire had, movie. I'm like, when is it? I was like, when's the postman when's it coming? coming? Is it coming? I know, right? Um, he, uh, as an actor, just and especially in this performance, like missing two things that I like from like the leading man of noir is just like you gotta be like a smooth hunk, or you gotta be like a real scummy piece of shit, you know? Like yeah, and he was neither. Usually, yeah, he was very much in the the I say direct you know yeah. middle of all of that yeah he he definitely didn't deliver i mean lana turner like carried all yeah. of that for sure and like i said and i, I like really Hugh cronin Hugh cronin i like i like more than him i, I thought his yeah. his character had more more going on totally uh no he he definitely kind of picked things up back at the end because there's there's that lull um oh, yeah yeah so <laughs> they there's the um where his right hand man gets the the false uh confession uh, yeah. confession mm-hmm. um and they He's, put that in the back pocket um oh and she uh cora's been turning twin oaks like more like there's a beer garden outside mm-hmm. like it, it's it's more of a thing she's um, popular she's, she's signing autographs for people yeah she, she, publicity she, from the murder it's uh, it's it's good there's no bad press yeah man which which also leads to one of one of the very curious scenes in, in this movie was when she ends up going to visit her mother yeah her mother was sick or she had a heart attack and she went to visit him in the east and then when he drops her off at the train uh with 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 her lawyer with Hume Cronin he immediately darts over to this woman (laughs) at this (laughs) car who who, she's trying to get her car started but it was like instantaneous like he didn't miss well they get married right because they're saying like oh yes oh yeah it's not yeah seemly that you guys are together, but you know, not married, especially with the murder going on. Right. So they, so they get married. Them. Yeah. 
Cronin is the like the witness, I guess. Like it's very yes. just yeah, yeah. He know, was a witness. Yeah, sign a piece of paper, you're good to go. And she gives him a tie, mm. right? She yes. gave it to him. Yes, uh, she it's did. like a and it's like the, the engagement ring for them, or the wedding ring, basically. Like this is your wedding tie. And so he's wearing that tie when at the train station when he's talking to uh, what, Madge, was that it? Madge, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Madge, yeah. Uh, and he just takes that off and throws it right in the glove compartment. She was witty. I, I really I really liked Madge, honestly. She was great, yeah. yeah. They, they definitely had a better chemistry. Exactly. Sure. Like, I, I, I believe that more. Like that, so you they, could they, actually yeah. see he had potential, uh, you know, a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and they just like know, go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I've do. I've met you for all of two minutes. Let's just let's just drive to Mexico. I mean, you know, when you're in California, it's right there. That's true. It's a thing. Yeah, wh- whenever I'm in love with someone, I just want to immediately in with the first two minutes just get a, get in a car with them, complete stranger, and just drive very 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 far away. Yeah, go, go to thought. Montreal. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's not that bad. That's why you just keep the engine. See, there you go. Now you understand. <laughs> now that I'm th- I, I've come full circle now, and, and now it sounds pretty good. Like when you meet a dame at a train station, you know, the dame station, if you will, you got to. How quickly it happened. Like, that's what was like, I was like, where did this come from? Like, it just, it just hit. And, and I guess. It was like the beginning of the movie all over again. Like, this guy moves quick. That's what it is. It's just like, it's just like, I guess his, his this drifter lifestyle that he has within him where he has to constantly keep moving. And can't necessarily be like tied down. I guess that was probably the idea of that. Because now that he's married, you know, you're like tied down, and he's always felt like he has to like go away, walk away. Right. You know, he's, he's walking away from her. You know, when Nick comes back, like I mean, that makes sense to where that be. But it just seems so fast to me that like it was There's very some dark. interesting. Yeah, themes that aren't necessarily, you know they're there, but they aren't necessarily successfully like, yes played out. So you know, it makes you wonder how much of that is in the failure of the adaptation. Mm-hmm. Or is the source material just tough? Because they've this was actually the third uh, making of this movie. By the time it came out, there were some foreign versions. Correct. Was, yes, uh, French, French version. Yeah. Maybe Swedish was the other. Um, yeah. And then of course there's a uh, '80s remake too, which I haven't. Which seen. I was I almost was like I'm gonna watch it immediately afterwards, and then I just kind of saw some reviews and just I couldn't get excited for it. Yeah. It's apparently very horny though. That's what that's what I've heard too. So I, I was yeah. like I don't know how much that's gonna. I mean, maybe maybe down the road I'll watch it, but yeah, at least you know. Not for this podcast. Yeah, backing up against this one, I was just like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just focus on this guy. I only rang once on this one. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I'm only I'm only gonna ring once on this one. I you know, but it could be again like a rewatch. You know, when, now you know what's coming. There could be some charms in there. Um, because this again, really cool shots. Like there was a lot of them at the beach, but it it that was a nice touch. Um, mm. and it's just always fun to see like the old beach. The old beach, you know, it ages so crazily. The good old oceans. beach. <laughs> and yeah, and, um, and then and like the canyons said, driving around uh, was, and with the echoes, all of that was really cool. Oh yeah, that sequence is great where uh, uh, Nick is drunk and he just, he's like so like <laughs> giddy about his, his echo. Nick! Hey, Nick! Nick! Come on back in the car! I must leave you doing nothing. Departing leave me! Listen! Farewell, for I must leave you It's an echo, yeah. Sure, it's an echo. Come on, let's go back in the car. It's a wonderful echo. Yeah, it's a swell echo. It's a wonderful echo. It's the best echo I ever heard. Coder, there's an echo out there. Listen. Which is best, me or the echo? Oh, the echo can't take your high note, Nick.
Um, but yeah, I, I, I was also a little bit like, it seemed like they were trying a little bit hard with the, there was this, the swimming sequence at the, at the end where, you know, all this stuff has happened and she, they uh, swim too far out. They swim too far. She's like, she's like, let's swim far out. And until we're too tired. And then if, <laughs> if I can't swim back, I'm just, you're, I'm just going to be here. And, and he's like, no, I'm not going to leave you. And he picks her up and carries her. Cause he's like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not tired. I'm fine. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll bring her back. Yeah. Just very like, I, I get they were what they were trying to do metaphorically, but I don't know. It just it seemed a little bit heavy handed to me. Oh, totally. And so Cora's back. She knows about the affair because she finds the um, the tie hidden in the, the glove compartment, compartment and she's pregnant. So yeah, that's when they go out to the beach. Uh, and then after the beach, when you know, and maybe this came into play because maybe he was more tired than he thought, but he crashes the car. Yes, and, on the way, and kills on the way Cora. Back. Yep, and, and the baby. Yeah. You should say accidentally. Right. And, you know, he's only uh, convicted for her murder. So, you know, I'm surprised they didn't check to see if she was pregnant or maybe it was just like she wasn't showing. So why check? Well, I, I found it interesting that it, it, this is yet another example of a movie that like, you know, they had the code of, you know, everybody has to get, they're not just going to get off scot-free. Like, you know, they're not going right. to get scot-free. Like, like they're either going to go to jail or, or probably be dead. So like, and, and I feel like that, that kind of holds true for like, at least all the main characters in this movie. Um, yeah. You know, that it, it, at the end of the day, they weren't going to let anybody get off, you know, scot-free. So in this case, yeah, I mean, he going to jail and, and basically the district attorney's like, yeah, it's, it's going to be one, one way or the other. You're going to be, you're going to be in here. So. Yeah. It's like, it was either going to be this murder for, or for Nick. So. Yeah. So just deal, deal with it. And so then this was when they're like, hey, you know what? The postman always rings twice, uh, which the explanation was just uh, when you're waiting for mail, you know, you may not hear the first ring, but don't worry. They're always going to ring again. Because, yeah, that's every experience I've had <laughs> with, with, yeah. with, with waiting for, for, for mail, for sure. You're lucky if they knock once. Yes, if at all. Ring, rather. Yeah, so... I, w- I would say be grateful for your twice ringing postman. Like I said, I was waiting the whole time. I'm like, how is a postman going to figure into this? I have no <laughs> idea. Because uh, I mean, I get it. Sometimes like, especially with a lot of film noir, like the, the title is not necessarily always indicative of the plot. Like, you know, like, a, like a song title, for instance, that it has like, you know, in the chorus, you have like the, the title in it or something like that, where it's pretty like, okay, you get it. Um, yeah. But in this case, it's like, you know, obviously there's some other ones like Too Late for Tears, which is one of my all-time favorites, but like that doesn't really have a lot, anything to do with with uh, um, with the plot or uh, Destination Murder, which they actually do say in the movie, which I always love that too. And they actually like utter the phrase in it, which is oh, in this case. Oh, the title line is great. Yeah, when they actually say like, oh, Destination, the only Destination is murder. So like, I, yeah, I love that like when, when it happens in this case, at least... There is some explanation at the very end, so you get some type of resolution. Um, yes, otherwise, you know, you might have really hated this movie more than you did. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't say I hated it. I just, I, I did, like, I, I feel like with any movie, certain movies draw you in with certain aspects, and I just, I didn't feel drawn in. Like, I felt like I was watching it, and I liked parts of it, and I liked certain characters, but I, I didn't feel anything for either of the main characters. Like, the whole time, I just, I didn't. I just, I just wasn't feeling them. And I think that it's tough. It's a tough thing, especially if you're not really feeling the, the two main characters. It's, I think it's a tough thing to, to be along for the ride when you're not really feeling it, you know? I mean, it's an important aspect for sure. I didn't mind it just because I thought Lana Turner was so great. Like I thought she was able to kind of yes zoom past so much stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not perfect, but it is enjoyable. I think there there is a reason why we really only got to this movie because we are doing an episode about it yes <laughs> you know definitely. like we did, it never really screamed out to us like oh man this one i gotta see like 
It's been on not, the back burner for a long time. Yeah. I've known about and, it know, for a long time. It, it, it's kind of fascinating, too, because, um, you know, Double Indemnity is more, like, classic noir, but, like, Mildred Pierce really isn't. Like, it's it's no. such, like, a weird, like, kind of noir. Like, you know, I do consider it, but it's loose, you know? Yes. But it is, it's a great one. Um, I will spoil that future episode and say I like that movie a lot. Um, I like that one more than this kind one. Of, yeah, I, it I, succeeds yes. more like with being less traditional, um, but having like a more interesting story and actors that can kind of propel it. Right. I mean, Joan, Joan Crawford alone, I mean, is just fantastic. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, it, it's also the quality of, of the acting too. And she really right. like, I mean, that's what really, you know, that's the thing that always sticks in my mind about that movie. It's just like, wow. like she's Totally. So well, and also that. that that daughter like is yes, yes. so evil and repulsive oh, yeah. that it like works completely. Exactly. Um, like, like I said, we'll get to that someday. Um, well, yeah, I caught myself I, comparing myself. Yeah, you know, I was comparing this movie because it was written by the same writer. So, like, right. that was that was really my my reference. I've never read any of his novels, but you know, my reference point, just probably like yours, was you know, I was thinking about how does this compare to the writing of you know, I mean, I get it. There's other screenwriters in, involved, but how does this compare to Double Indemnity? How does this compare to Major Pierce? Yeah, the story and like, yeah, I noticed some 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 tonal similarities to in, in a degree, but. Like I said, I, I I found like you know even like Fred McMurray and and, and Barbara Stanwyck like I I love I enjoyed their chemistry a lot in that movie. And that's yeah. really what made that movie work. And I didn't buy it as much in this movie. Like I didn't buy their chemistry as as I would have with them. And I think that really is you know a tribute to the actors too and the direction too. I think it's a, you know it's a different director. So Dire- well, director uh, Tay Garnett. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd done a lot of, of movies. Uh, Connecticut I Yankee up. and King Arthur's Court. Yeah, but a lot, none of I hadn't seen, I think. I, I feel I looked, like it's movies that people know from that era, but I just nothing like super famous. But I, right. you know, I know this one and that one. Um, but yeah, was, uh, you know, of course I'm in Wikipedia. I got, there's a private life section. I'm going to check it, that and death. He seems like he's a bit of a scumbag. Um, all of was his he? divorces were like, um, one was filed for grounds of desertion and then the other one was for cruelty. Like, wow. Yeah, these are not good things to yeah. have on your record. Whew. So, uh, you know, I could... You know, it seems like he sucks as a director yeah um but yeah i'd be curious because there's been you know who knows how those uh the two versions of this that came out before are like but it seems like i don't know possibly there's potential for something here and you know maybe it just hasn't been reached yet or maybe it's just time to let the postman move on no third ring no third ring yep no. yeah i mean <laughs> I, that would be interesting like I, i've always thought about you know i feel like nowadays you know a lot of movies if it's anywhere noir or noir tinged, it's, it's, it's more of the, the, obviously it's neo noir now, but like, it's the, you know, it's the, the neon, the Blade Runner, the, right. know, the um, drive to a degree. Like it's, it's like, and it, like thief and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's noir, but there's that, that, that neon vibe. A lot of I, Michael Mann like. influence for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I see that, but like, it'd be interesting to do like a movie like this, like straight up, you know what I mean? Like just like yeah. the, the plot of that or even a double indemnity or something like that. You know, I think that would be certainly interesting. There was that double indemnity remake, wasn't it? Like, I mean, cause was there? there's like a, I think it's a TV movie, but I remember long ago, I don't currently own a copy. And once we mm. get to that episode, I'll be psyched to buy it. But it was like a special feature on there was like the TV movie or something like that. And I think they both even have cameos in it. Uh, Stan Wick and McMurray, but I was going to say, yeah, that was my like, next question. I was like, I was like, I, I, I really hope they didn't, make cameos because it seems like that exactly what they would want to do like like yeah. the, the people make it would be like oh we have to get them in as you know as, as cameos i can't remember i just remember i put on like a couple minutes of it and i was like yeah, it's no good 
I, I probably, it probably exists and I probably just was like trying to block it out of my thoughts like that this would possibly be a thing. Let me see if I can, uh, there's a 1973 version. Is that, is that the one? It could be, yeah. It's definitely in color. Even Bochco wrote it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was like a TV for the TV remake, nineteen seventy-three. Yes. Wow. That's that's weird. Uh, I, I'm not sure about the cameos, but so there were. Yeah. So the only thing I see is that it was Richard Crenna and Lee J. Cobb. Those are two like big name actors in it. Okay. Interesting, but yeah, it was made made for TV, nineteen sixty-three. I'm sorry, nineteen seventy-three. Wow, interesting. I mean, I, I think we were talking about it last week, but there was um, there's a movie. I think it's called like Second Indemnity or something like that. With with Anne Savage is in it from Detour, and I know we're digressing a bit, but I, I feel like it's still it's still no more relative. But the ball's uh, still bouncing here. Yeah, I, I feel like what's it? What's it? What was it called? Or maybe it had a different name. I could have sworn that it, it there was a version of that. Maybe I'm wrong. I have to I have to double check. I have to do a little bit more research on that. Maybe she wasn't in it. Maybe that's what it was. But I feel like it was made by the same studio or something like that. It was made by the, the same studio as Detour. Um, so, but they were like really trying to rip off Double Indemnity. Like they were really, like, it was, I think, very similar. And it's just interesting. I can it, understand why. It, yeah. It's so good. Uh, Classic. My last note on this movie was that it should have ended on the back of the book. Oh, yeah. It was finished. Because didn't the book pop up again when it said the end? It did, but I'm trying to yeah. picture what it looked like. It was just the front cover again, right? It was the cover again. Yeah, yeah I think it should have been. Yeah, that was, see, that would have been a nice touch. You know, these are the things, the lessons we learned down the line. See, if these are like 1980s lived, lessons. If you still lived in, in the 40s, like we learned from the last episode that you yes. originally came from there, uh, like you I said, done I, you know, I didn't catch this one until like about the 80s. So once I did, I went to the studios and I was like, look, I got the idea of the century, this century, yes. the 20th century at the time. Just hear me out. I know you have other things going on. You have these romantic comedies <laughs> going on. You've got the Brat Pack kind of yeah. rolling. But let me just throw this at you. I called them rom-coms at the time, but I was like, but you guys aren't ready for that yet. <laughs> A true trailblazer. Absolutely. Like, like I said, I, I, I didn't hate it. Like, I, I don't want to go on record saying I hated it. I, I, I think I it's a it must was... watch in the sense that, you know, it's in the, it's in the catalog, uh, yes. you know, and it's, it's not a, a shitty movie. Um, no, no, not at all. Ha- it's, fine. I, it's fine. I had whiskey and you know what? I, I think that helped a lot. That's always a good idea with most movies, but yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a certain vibe, you know? Yeah, I was in the zone and it, it it filled the the void of me over just like you know i'm in the mood for a noir movie um tonight and it was it wasn't a bummer in that sense but it, it definitely wasn't like oh i'm gonna be thinking of this one like i like to with these yeah i mean it definitely uh, it, it, at times it had some lulls like as we mentioned but i think yeah but by the point at which they actually successfully murder nick i definitely wanted to see where it went like like re- like right. regardless of, like like my level of interest wasn't maybe as high as other film noir, but I still wanted to know. Like, I was still curious. There was like, always How something kind of keep yeah. keeping you on board, you know? Like, right. at first it was kind of Lana Turner, and then it was the murder, and then uh, it was our lawyer friend afterwards who's just killing it the whole time. And then his second and command, the when he has, yeah, he has yeah, the second in command guy tries to extort them by, you know, saying, oh, I've got this yeah. letter, you need so to get, that, give me 15000 which comes down to 12000 because he's doing all these numbers as head of how much he should not have been down to negotiate i think that was the first sign of weakness and that's where it all fell apart big no-no on his part yeah she said fifteen thousand, make it work 
Well, I think that's why he was always seemed like he was kind of a lackey to 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 others. It seemed like he he didn't really. He that's wasn't what kept the, him from being a first hand, you know. Right, he wasn't the mover or shaker that that Hume Cronin was, um, no, and that's why they, I guess they had a falling out. Salt and, shaker. Well, I, I wondered if they actually did have a falling out or not. Like, I, I wondered if he just made that up. Like, that was something interesting that I thought about. Like, I wonder. If maybe he doesn't he just, get paid enough and he was just right. like, Look, he was just struggled, and maybe didn't have a conversation with him and he just made yeah. that story up. I, I don't know. But I, was just, I was thinking about that. Maybe he was just like, I'm going rogue and I'm trying to make my money back. I, Cause he had it. He was the one that sorted it in the safe cause that he yeah. was instructed to do that. So he knew where it was and had access yeah. to it. So little, little nugget yeah. there. You should always go after murderers. What are they going to do? Exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, like I get where he was at. Like, I mean, like he kind of had him. But he didn't. He went in by himself. You know, he, he it was worth a shot. But yeah, he 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 needed a, a night to sleep on it and kind of get some backup. He had one friend. His one friend eventually. He admitted he had one friend. He could have helped him. He had out one earlier. friend. Don't hit me no more. I I tell you, I only got one friend. He did have one friend. I like that. That that was good. Yeah. You'll have. I'll have any friends. All right, I have one friend. I have one friend. Yes. <laughs> we should all be so lucky. John Garfield knew. He knew he had one friend. He did. But yeah, like I said, I, I didn't hate it. I, I I liked it. I feel like it's a movie. Walk, that... don't run to this one. Um, yeah, you know, if you miss the postman, he'll be back tomorrow. You know, sometimes yeah, well, they do re-delivery. Maybe or take your is. slip and go to the post office and pick it up. Maybe twice. Maybe I need to see it twice. Maybe like it rings twice. Maybe it'll it'll yeah. ring better for me on the. Why second. don't you go ahead and be ready for your postman? He's working hard, especially <laughs> with with the season. Uh, what they've done to, to the post office. Just be ready for him. Keep uh, uh, your window open. Don't, yeah, don't let him get to the point where he's got to ring at least once. Just be, yeah. be ready for him. Maybe leave a sign like, hey, it's okay to leave it. I'm yeah. here. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right there. I, mean, I, support, I support the Postal Service uh, 100%. Like, I, yes. I, they, do, they do a lot of great work. They do good work. They're, and they're, they, they're hanging in there. They're hanging in there. So we recommend the Postal Service. Um, the band. Go yes. buy a stamp. Two, yes. 2000, 2003. Give yeah. up record. We don't Sub pop records. Give up on making more records. Uh, that is, uh, there. Uh, what's that guy's name? Ben Gibbard. <laughs> no, the guy who did the artwork to that. He's like a a bit of a, a character. Um, Can't think of his name, but the art's amazing. Al something. I think I think you need to look it See, up. See, if I was near my bookcase at home, I could I would be like, oh, here's this. I actually do have it, but it's like it's a, it's within like arm's reach. Hang on desk i have the the deluxe version of very nice of this that I'm, does not fit into my my cabinet watch it's like al columbia here. there he goes al columbia al columbia yes which i wow. do believe is a fake name but i'm not sure but he uh it's a great is a bit of a, a character i mean the artwork's amazing, amazing. Artwork. he does very spooky he didn't do that stuff uh, yeah all this stuff no he, just the cover but yeah yeah that's a very uh, noir background, the back of the Postal Service album a little bit. Very much In the so. shadows. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. We brought it all together. I'm a fan. I, I, I really, I forgot how much I do like this this, this album artwork. It's so. a good one. Uh, yeah. Sub Pop, the label, they started, I'm a big cassette guy, as uh, we all know, and uh, Sub Pop started putting out tapes of like older albums that, you know, missed the mark, and that was one of them, and I, I picked it up eventually, and once I put it on, I'm like, oh yeah, I really, really did like this one. It holds up extremely well. I remember when it came yeah. out, and I, and I loved it then, and I've listened to it not that long ago. I'm like, wow, this stole a fantastic record. Almost 20 years old at this point. <sighs> I can't. Two years away. I can't believe that. Yeah. I mean, I can. I've been around forever, so that's nothing. That's to, true. To drop You've it, been around since the 40s. Yeah. I was just kind of glad to get some new stuff, so I, I'd appreciate it. I'm like, we just need one album from you guys. What's this newfangled electronic music? So 
Where are all these sounds? What are these bleeps and blops? Get off the dang computer. This thing's not going to take off. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Well, thank you for listening. Um, Our next movie is going to be The Lady from Shanghai, which I believe none of us have seen, the, the two of us. Correct. Or the world. All, uh, no all, all none of us. <laughs> all, all none of us. us. Uh, your husband can take care of himself. Nice night for it, ain't it, Mr. O'Hara? You didn't answer me, Mr. O'Hara. You ought to speak when you're spoken to. I'd hate to have to report you to the lady's husband. I said it's a nice night for it. Hey, Mike. If you will pardon me this intrusion, there's a couple of police officers out here. Cops. I don't speak their language, see? And they want me to identify this guy. What's the Spanish for drunken bum? Mrs. Bannister, can you think of any reason why your husband would want to hire a divorce detective other than to watch you? I object! As a matter of fact, you and Michael O'Hara have kissed each other, haven't you? To name one occasion, you were seen in the aquarium of this city kissing each other. Do you deny that? No. No further questions. Another one that I've been wanting to see, like I've been, yeah, I, it's, it's been on my list and I just, I, it's like, sometimes it's like the ones that are most in sight are the ones that you, you like see less. Like I, I, like I always tend to go for like more obscure, like gems, like a lot of times, yeah. like, I'll, and then I'll come back to like the greatest hits or the, or the most well-known ones. Um, and, and, and yeah, that, this is definitely one of those. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And, you know, hopefully, you know, it's going to feed that need that we're looking for that craving of just like a, a nice payoff and like something that we're, thinking about um yeah directed by orson wells who did touch of evil so he's he's done it for us before uh let's hope he could do it again we're gonna find out next week uh it's streaming on amazon prime so uh check it out with us that's where i'm gonna be watching it we, we're gonna save our bucks this time and if you guys have any uh questions comments uh anything you can email us at the real out of the podcast at gmail.com oh yeah or uh out of the podcast on twitter and instagram uh, i've made those so far so check us out. Dan, anything else? I think you said it all. Yeah. I, I, and I, I need to follow all those things because I haven't followed them yet. So I, have, I haven't even followed them either. I just registered them. But by the time this comes out, it's going to be like, wow, you guys need to shut up from these accounts. That's yeah, how man. active we are. So many pictures. So many yeah. pictures. I, I mean, I think that part's going to be kind of fun, actually. To, yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward know, to that. I mean, clips, pictures. Multimedia, you know. You know just, I'm so curious what the uh, – the, our – podcast picture is going to be too we'll have that by i hope by the time this comes out i don't see why we wouldn't (laughs) we'll we'll just take it the blank like gray icon where you're like oh well they didn't do it yeah real professional (laughs) now we have it you're looking at it and you're very impressed by it as we all are it uh you know, it threatens us as we we speak so the comments are pouring in by now of of how much thank you guys please calm down we'll get to you when we can uh, lots of fan mail you know yeah yes uh snail mail uh to an address we didn't even give you, you just yes found us. So we'll have a p.o box very soon. dedicated yeah, yeah why PO not? box is coming yeah 
Send us a letter. I can use one anyway, so I'll take it. So we'll P.O. Box see you next time uh, on the podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next week. See ya. Oh, hi, guys. It's me, Gustav, the out-of-the-podcast custodian. And, oh, boy, I accidentally threw away the out-of-the-podcast Twitter handle and someone else scooped it up out of the trash. So why don't you go ahead and follow the boys at Out of the Cast when you're on Twitter, Out of the Podcast if you're on Instagram or Facebook, and send them an email to therealoutofthepodcast at gmail.com telling them that old Gustav's doing a great job. But, but don't tell them about that other stuff. It's our little secret.